Welcome everyone to the TZR Podcast, uh, a special edition of the TZR Podcast. My name is Justin Skirbo, and today I'm joined by Justin Chow. Hello. And we have a very special guest with us today. It is Fiona from BrokenJoysticks.com. How are you, Fiona? Hello, BrokenJoysticks.net, but .com will take you there too. How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Already off to a great start. Uh, from BrokenJoysticks.net. So we are... Uh, so Fiona and I were speaking earlier this week on Reddit. We were commenting on a PC gaming, um, a PC gaming page that was talking about games journalism, and it it seemed as though we shared some pretty similar ideologies when it came to sites. And uh, you know, after doing a bit of digging, I, I saw you know I saw the kind of um, the kind of content that you guys put out, and I think we were in a really similar situation. So I was like, you know what? Let's let's collab. Let's do this. Let's get, get these guys together. on the mic. Let's let's bring. Let's... It our awesomeness together and see what we can make and here we'll we do that youtube style collab video oh, yeah. so we get twice as many views except it's a podcast with twice as many listens all the listens <laughs> well you know is what? that how that works it's just it just works it like just that? happens it, it just, just happens like that a compound could... so the more people you have collabing at the same time it explodes i'm putting so like if you could get like the top five youtube gamers in the same room and have them collab the internet would just end <laughs> it's like flushing the toilets all at the same time. The entire city exactly. explodes. <laughs> so, welcome, Fiona. It's a it's a pleasure having you. I was hoping that our conversation today might just be about you know uh, us us smaller gaming sites. It's uh, sometimes you know we have these interesting stories of how we've come to be and how we interact with our communities and stuff. And you know, I thought we could you know have a pretty cool conversation of what it's like to get a gaming website started and sort of what keeps us afloat and you know the ideologies that we the hold. humble beginnings. But why do we do this crazy thing? Why do we work long hours for no pay? <laughs> why do we why do we go out and just literally schmooze so hard with everybody, pushing cards into everyone's hands? That's why do we team. do it? That's what that's what you want to figure out, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I know we've done it, but I thought it was just because we're crazy people and we just like to fake that we're awesome. <laughs> well, if you want to be a video game journalist, you have to be a little bit crazy. There it is. There it is. I mean, to... Got to be okay with not going or eating meat or food for a week straight. It's a- fine. Acquire... Living out of a shoebox. It's fine. Acquire a taste for ramen. It yeah. will be very important. It's like you. college all over again. Oh, man. Exactly. Imagine <laughs> having no money because you have to travel all over everywhere. Oh my god! Um, spend all your money on advertisements and website stuff. Oh but speaking gosh. about origin stories, we we should probably actually go into uh, Fiona. So you've been working with uh, Broken Joysticks for almost about a year now, right? It'll be a year come September. Okay. Uh, I have been a part of the Broken Joysticks Renaissance, if you will. Uh, Renaissance. <laughs> so, so tell us a little bit about your site, kind of where you know where you guys came from, uh, you know who your team members are, what sort of your ideology or methodology behind the game journalism space is. You know. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best to relay to you the origin story of Broken Joysticks. Uh, I am not obviously was not here when it was founded three years ago in 2015. Uh, as far as I'm aware, it's founded in 2015 uh, or 2013. Uh, three years, so 2013. Yeah, okay. uh, brain, brain threes and fives. Hmm. <laughs> Obviously. Uh, also, don't ever ask me for directions because if, <laughs> if, no, if I mean to tell you to go right, I'll say go left no, every time. Hmm. Oh my gosh. Good times. So, um, it was was founded by three separate parties, two of which remain there. It was founded by Ray, uh, Kirk, and a third individual who's no longer with the site. Um, and, or, and a couple of other people outside of it, but they were the core people. Um, Ray used to be the head of Team Xbox for um, IGN, like back when they still had individual subsites for each of their, uh, for each of the active like video gaming consoles. And at that time, they had forums and things like you know little community groups for each of the major consoles. So Ray ran Team Xbox uh, as the editor in chief, and she signed paperwork and did all the stuff that editors have to do. And assigned stories and crap. And then uh, at some point, she decided to part from IGN and took a bunch of people with her. Cool. Uh, and they founded Broken Joysticks. So like a so she was like rebellion. I feel like a lot of people have been doing that, right? Like we got kind of funny games as well. Yeah, everybody's take a few people and let's start our own thing. <laughs> let's start our own thing. Let's do our own thing. But uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think it was it was a question of uh, corporate control for them. They really mm-hmm. the the founders of the site really weren't interested in uh, the way that. 
publishers influence video game uh, mm. reviews yeah which we may or may not be able to talk about on your podcast <laughs> well I've, I've definitely seen a lot of uh you know a, a lot of backlash i mean especially during like the gamergate times of you know whether or not people were publishing reviews legitimately or who's getting slipped what kind of money under the table for you know positive or negative reviews and all this sort of stuff and i'm sure that there definitely are games like that that are still being played uh within a lot of games journalism spots but it's kind of interesting i mean video games have only been around for the past what like 30 years like tradition like actual like fandom of video games for about like what 30 to 40 years ish yeah. and now we're starting to see yeah, somewhere in there yeah. somewhere in there and now it's bigger than both music and movies and on top of that you get to see the evolution of the community too but uh, I mean, with that just said, like journalism websites and journalism like magazines, all these things, it all kind of comes down to what the community wants, right? And it's funny because it's the community changes and then we have to change. Yeah. And so we're starting to see this trend where we have to talk more as not not editors or journalists, right? We were talking about more in the sense of like fan gamers talking to other fan gamers yeah. about games. I mean, so that... the cha- the challenge of, of any any site that reviews video games, and this is you know I don't have the answer for this, um, or I would be a millionaire, um, <laughs> is that if you want to be a gaming journalism site, you have to the most important thing because it is journalism is to cover as quickly as possible whatever you want to cover. So. Mm-hmm. You know, if if you might be playing on Tuesday, you might be playing uh, Far Cry, and on Wednesday, you might be playing a Nintendo RPG. Like, mm. yeah, it kind of changes the way that you digest games. You know what I mean? Like, I think part of the reason why I started to get into it or had such a such an interest in games journalism in general is like I I tend to like digest games really quickly. Like, I always kind of want to be a part of whatever the most popular conversation surrounding games is. So, you know part of that territory is playing everything and having a good idea of what's going on with it and stuff. Um, but once you move into the review space, it, it changes even more because it kind of like, it forces you to process these experiences in a much different way. Um, and I think that that sort of dedication and that sort of investment, you know, especially if you're, uh, you know, doing a full-time job or what have you at the same time, you know, it takes a lot of passion and you really, really have to love it to get into it. So, um, right. And then, you know, that's allows you to be a little more selective in your reviewing. Although we still, (laughs) we're still at the whims of, of people that give us games. We have to rate about them. So yeah, definitely. So we just got a, we got a, from our Bandai contact, we got a, a one piece, some some One Piece game. I'm not sure if you're a huge anime fan, but there's an anime called One Piece, and it's pretty mainstream. I'm the biggest weeaboo ever. Oh, no way! <laughs> Me too! Anyway, so we got this uh, One Piece game, and uh, we have, like, a writer's chat, so I threw it into the writer's chat. I was like, who wants to play a One Piece game? And uh, the one guy who's like, oh, I love One Piece. I'll totally play it. Sometimes you just gotta play bad games. He was just like, this is terrible. And I was like, but you have to write something, otherwise they won't give us anything anymore. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. I feel like that's like, so you're being fucking like, you're like, hell right now. Like, it's even straight it's up be, it's like... Yeah, even though it's gonna be like a terrible rating game, I'm like, well, I mean, I'm sure the person who gave it to us, if they saw it or played it themselves, they would understand. So, yeah. I mean, you just I gotta mean, be But truthful. I just wanna like, one second, like, how fucking real you're being right now about that, like, because everybody, like, big websites, they don't have to if, if a publisher sends them a game and they don't review the game no one like the publisher doesn't care they're still going to send them a game hmm. like yeah. every single time or like a big youtuber with two million followers whatever they're going to get the game every single time oh, but when you're near the side no but when you're us well, yeah, you but need, when, to, you need yeah. to appeal to them and say like and, and not so much like in like the sellout sort of way but just basically say like you know, thank you so much for this opportunity. Here's your review right on like the embargo day that you had and all yeah, this sort of stuff. Basically, oh, I'm not I'm not naive or like un- I've watched House of Cards, guys. I know how this works. <laughs> all right, you got to do what you got to you got to yeah. work within the the bounds that they give you and or figure out the game itself so you can kind of. Well, make it and work if you it. piss off one company, you're fucked. Like, oh yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it sort of cuts off your lifeline to them or what have you. So it's uh, a difficult place to be, but yeah. I feel like if as long as you're like so. At least the way that Justin and I kind of like phrased it when we started the Zero Review, right? The entire like idea behind it is I want to find friends. I want to talk to them as gamers, right? I want to meet them as gamers. The reason why we think like YouTube works so well is because people understand the person behind that, that video camera, that microphone, you know, and they relate to them. So in that case, if we come off, and it's kind of like what we were talking before this podcast, if we come off as uh, that friend and we come off as like, hey, I'm 
being as real as possible with you. And you're here because you expect that real as possible from the Justins or Alex or whoever from our, uh, from our TGR website or any website in general. If they understand us, then they would understand why we would give them or give this game like a terrible rating, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's sort of like... And then and, in that and, turn, the PR agency, the publisher, they would have to understand what we're trying to do, too. And that's the only reason why people would come to this website to begin with. So Yeah, I mean, like, frankly, like, working within publisher, like, guidelines of, like, you know, making sure that we write stuff to to assure that we have a spot with them later. I mean, that's just, frankly, to, to give us as much exposure as possible. Like, we want to be able to review stuff that people are going to care about and give good recommendations to these, like, social circles that, that we've created. Um but I mean, it's it's kind of it goes along the saying of like, <laughs> is it the chicken before the egg or the egg before the chicken? Should we should we talk to games in the sense that we want more games, or should we be expecting higher quality games from these publishers beforehand, so that before we? I even mean, play I don't it, I don't know how it is for you guys, but for us, like if we sometimes we'll get something from one of the tiny publishers, but like. If we want a game, we we gotta fucking go hard in the paint and get oh, it. Cause oh, hell yeah! I mean, you're <laughs> you're speaking my language right now. Like my biggest, I will struggle, show up at your doorstep. <laughs> my biggest struggle is like my you know our writers will show interest in a certain game and they'll be like, hey, is there any way that we might be able to you know get a code for this or something? And like yeah, like man, it's a hustle. Like tracking down contacts, blowing out emails, and hoping that you get a response, and then being forwarded to like whatever PR department of whoever like. It's definitely a struggle, and uh, but that's all that that goes along with. The I mean, whole that's well, that's literally life. like one of that's like one of the biggest things I do is is you know forgive the French, but it's sucking dick. Like that's what yeah. I do. Like oh yeah, you sometimes you just gotta like, go down on your knees. And just, <laughs> I mean, well, here's the thing: it's like you don't want to like you know you gotta fondle the balls and just go for it. <laughs> you gotta tantalize <laughs> them a little bit, you know. But that's yeah. the best. I mean, well, the sucking dick part. Put yeah. that aside. The best part about this entire job that I've felt at least, or that we've felt, is that that hustle it's so much fun i mean it's it's definitely cool to like find and create those connections like it's definitely a fucking chore you know what i mean and like there are some serious uphill battles like you know you were mentioning triple a publishers and stuff before like you know when we tried to first get in contact with people from activision i can't tell you how many fucking hoops they're having us jump through and what fucking people we had to talk to 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 just try to have someone not only take us seriously on any sort of level but then also like actually follow through with the stuff that they were telling me like it's a struggle but like it's something that i enjoy so yeah i mean to the to the original point like yeah if we get a review from someone we're gonna we're gonna push something out if we want to maintain that relationship like it's definitely important to us um you know fiona what what started like how long have you been writing for video games because we've only been doing it for maybe about what like well i've only been doing it for since we started which was 2013 yeah, so about thir- three years like right but justin so, justin's been so basically i'll give you my backstory it's it's give pretty the origin stories of fiona my uh, both my parents are journalists, like real life journalists. You know, like the ones that actually write for newspapers. Uh, I spent more time uh, actually in a newspaper office as a kid than I did pretty much anywhere else. Uh, I still have a Pike ruler on my desk. Uh, I can set type, and I know how to run a three million dollar printer. Uh, so <laughs> that's pretty baller. I, I want that on my resume. I grew, I grew up in the world of of journalism, and that was that was. For a long time, I thought I was going to be a journalist, but I wasn't. So I went to college for history. I have a history degree. Hmm. Uh, so if you ever want to know about ancient Roman troop movements, um, yeah. I mean, I feel like a lot of video gamers love history. It's just like a big story. That kind of makes sense. <laughs> so it, it, it is literally a story. Uh, so basically, I um, I got a history degree, and uh, there's no jobs in the world of history. So uh, I got a real job uh, mm-hmm. working on working on tech support stuff, phones mostly. Hmm. And um, a year ago, just about a year ago in September, uh, I met Ray Michelle Richards on Twitter.com because Twitter is awesome. What is that? Twitter.com. <laughs> where you can go this for new, all your this new tool. sponsor. <laughs> Send your Tweet.com. Yeah. So, so you guys started DMing. So I mean, we just we just met online and we're just hanging, talking about video games. And she's like, "Oh yeah, so I, you know, I, I have this video game website." And I was like, "Oh well, I'm a pretty good writer because I can write 1,500 words on anything." Do you have a three million dollar printer? Because I apparently can also do that. <laughs> no, 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 I don't. Um, that would be that that type of printer is not the kind you could fit in your house. It's about as big as my apartment building. Oh <laughs> my god! <laughs> what? <laughs> Three stories. Have you never seen what a newspaper printer looks like? I mean, oh, I've seen the old What's ones. What's a newspaper? 
<laughs> they go, stop the press. I've seen that before. It's like a, a crazy assembly line where printing press. Remember, remember that scene in The Mask where he's like trying to drop him in the machine? Wow. At the yep, end? That's the that's printer I'm talking Movie title drop. I, woo, a, I haven't thought I'm of that a, in a long time. I'm a hidden mask lover. I fucking love The Mask. <laughs> Continue, Fiona. Yeah, sorry. Saying, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, so basically um, I came to the site and started working on the site uh, and uh, in writing reviews. I started off writing a few reviews and then Randy did some help with some administrative stuff and uh, about a month later I found myself assuming <laughs> assuming uh, not direct, not assuming direct control, I suppose, but assuming an editorial role that was only one step away from running the site. So. Huh. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, it went very quickly, as these things tend to go. Um, yeah, and I mean, ever since I've just been literally—I mean, that's been what nine months now. E- evangelizing the site. I mean, in the last nine months, we've seen like two hundred percent traffic increase. Uh, we've, you know, we've launched a brand new, uh, a brand new layout for the site. It's it's much more clean, much more modern. Mm-hmm, nice, uh, bigger emphasis on graphics. Still not as pretty as your website, regrettably. <laughs> Oh, thank you. Shout out to our designer, <laughs> Mecca. Yeah. She's pretty amazing. But thank you for the the compliment. I appreciate yeah. it. Uh, your site's pretty... Punching the YouTube... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just about to say, uh, Broken Joysticks website. I like the uh, I like the fact that it's got this, like, parallaxing kind of sort of... I mean, the background doesn't move, but it's still functional, and it's also responsive, which is fantastic. Um, <laughs> is, that, is that King's Row in the background? That is King's Row yeah, in the background. Yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> we change the background image about once every three months mm. or so. Cool. Just to kind of like whatever game is coming out. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, we, we had Tomb Raider there a while ago and before that, and we had Halo in there before that and Dark Souls 3. So, you know, it's one of the things we like. We'll rotate it around a little bit just to try to kind of uh, yeah. keep things fresh. I mean, gamers are very visual anyway. So you figure you want to show about as many pretty images as possible. Um, but anyway, so you were saying you uh, you started working on Broken Joystick, and now it's kind of you and uh, so, how many core editors, you said? Well, we have, I guess, core, if you want to talk core personnel, we have two paid writers, myself and Ray, mm-hmm. uh, our two paid freelancers, uh, who I love both of, um, Renee Gittens, who's a wonderful, wonderful um, indie developer uh, that works with us in her spare time. Mm-hmm. Uh, not as much spare time, but she just successfully ran a uh, Twitter campaign. To, or, or uh, sorry, a GoFundMe campaign to get money for to finish her game. Oh yeah, what? Uh, so you can, if you want to see her game, you can check it out on the site. It's, oh, that's it's awesome. pretty cool. You wanna, uh, actually, you do a I little shout out, a little promo. <laughs> I mean, what, what's? The I'm game trying to think about? if her game is still mentioned. Well, she, uh, it's it's called Potions of Curious Tale. You can find it on Steam. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's a pretty neat little game. This is so okay. What? All right, I just had a mind blow moment. I'm pretty sure I'm already okay. <laughs> Let me collect myself real quick. I'm pretty sure I'm already uh, Facebook friends with Ray, and she is super tight with some good friends of ours from Imagos. Um, Wait, that like, Ray? Like Don Thacker and stuff? Yeah. Vanessa? I'm, I'm pretty does sure... She ha- does she have purple hair? Yeah, I'm pretty sure we met her at PAX. Is that what? right? Did that... Then you probably met me too. I'm a small mountain. I'm not... quite large. Hold on one second. No, no, no. I'm pretty sure that this is 100% a thing that happened. Wait. How did is I not connect right? these dots before? She, So she worked on potions, yeah, because they were being evangelized by uh, by Imagos, and like we're super tight with it. Mm, that was, that was Renee, not Ray. Ray's the editor-in-chief. Renee is, is our on-site reporter and uh, the dev. Renee, okay. And you couldn't have met Renee at PAX East because she wasn't there, but you could have met her at PAX Prime. 2014, Last year. we were there, and we also hung out with the uh, with the uh, Imagos guys. Yeah. All right. Anyway. I'm not sure about the I'm not sure about the Imagos guys. What is that? That's not the the Gallic, um The shmup uh, point and click Star game. Mazer, yeah, yeah, the Star point and click uh, shmup game. Oh, the Star Mazer guys. Yeah. Oh, those guys are ridiculous. Yeah, no, we're <laughs> we're super tight with them. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, never yeah, mind. Sorry. Ex- excuse my mind blow. That was very weird. That's all right. Full They're really circle. good friends. <laughs> I need to go through my cards again. And if I find your card or, or Ray's card, I'm going to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, you'll, you'll, prob- you'll, you'll probably find Renee's card, and it'll say on it um, her studio, which is Stumbling Cat Studios. Um, like I said, she did just finish Kickstarter for her game, so she's got lots of game work going on. Uh, she's taking a small hiatus hmm. 
uh, from from writing for the moment, but she does a lot of real good content for us. Uh, she's great, uh, great in terms of um, her content tends to be more socially aware than mine. <laughs> okay, uh, mine tends to. I tend to just be like I said. I grew up in a journalistic family, so I tend to report only on what is there. Yeah. I don't really have a lot of commentary to offer, especially of a political nature. Yeah. So, yeah. Totally. Um, Renee's stuff tends to be a little more self-aware than mine. Uh, she wrote a really great piece about um, imposter syndrome. Uh, being a woman, female video game developer, and imposter syndrome, we got like I think like almost ten thousand hits on that piece. That's nice. huge, awesome. And it was republished in a couple of different places as well. Um, and I think it got spun off into a talk at one of those smaller uh, developer conferences. Cool, that's great. Yeah, making moves. So she, she's awesome. Um, she's she's really amazing. I'm a huge fan of hers. Uh, I have been trying to bring her full time onto the site for quite a while. Uh, she is. Obviously hesitant, unfortunately, um, to, yeah. to join us full time. But she does. She is our our uh, most uh, senior, I guess, writer, if you will. Gotcha. Um, and you've got me, uh, Fiona Fox. I, I pretty much do everything that needs to be done. Whatever it needs. To, <laughs> Jack of all trades, master of none. Um, <laughs> okay. I'm responsible for everything from kicking Ray's butt when she doesn't do something to uh, writing the occasional reviews. Hmm. Uh, to, to do a news What's post your in the morning. Uh, most recent review? The most recent one, one that I wrote uh, was it the? I'm gonna see. If, I have to think if it would be the division or something. I did something after the division as well. Because I don't, I don't for get total to you know. War, Warhammer. That's not uh, our new. Our streamer wrote that. His name is Rob, and it's that's why in the first line it says a review by uh, Rob. Yes, yes, yes. If you but, can't um, paint the I figures yourself, what's the point? <laughs> what's the point? <laughs> We've gotten to the very core of my issue with it uh, as well. Um, <laughs> You're taking the fun out of the entire game. I don't even know how to play the game. I just had a bunch of the models. And I would just like put them together, spend hours oh, with it the was tiny glue the, sticks. Uh, Dreadnought uh, beta preview. Um, okay. the, I don't know if you've, if you've seen Dreadnought. It's uh, the guys that made uh, Grey Goo Gearbox, yeah, I think they're Yeah, called. I was actually playing Dreadnought with, uh, with the Escapist guys for a little while. Cool I'm a big fan of, of the game. Um, unfortunately, it's not as complete as it needs to be, and it's probably going to fail before it ever gets started. Womp womp. Oh. It's a pretty hard market right now. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, mean, it's it's why trying to... people play anything yeah. other than Overwatch? <laughs> Let's be serious. Get out of here. <laughs> Stop talking to me. <laughs> Even without Overwatch, it's just it's a pretty tough market. I mean, free-to-play, like, you know, that's, it's basic, that's basically World of Warships in space. Um. Mm. It's pretty fun. I love playing Dreadnought. I mean, I just think there's still some missing pieces to it. Mm. Go read my review. It's on the site. It's really good, actually. You'll have to search back a bit because it's like, I think, like two weeks ago-ish, a week and a half ago. Okay. And uh, I'm working right now on, uh, can I say what I'm currently working on? Yeah, it's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutants in Manhattan. Yeah, that's uh, coming which out is... just in the next couple of weeks, right? It's already out, oh, I believe. Right. If it's not, then I'm breaking the embargo by talking about it. No, it, it did. It was, it was on our upcoming yeah. before. But, it, uh... it was, but then, uh, yeah. Uh, we had a guy who was interested in reviewing it and then sort of, like, lost interest pretty quickly. So then we were like, all right, whatever. Are you, uh, are you a fan of the, uh, the Mirror's Edge game from, uh, from way back when? Have you, have you tried the new one at all? Uh, we pl- I played Mirror's Edge 2 a little bit at PAX East hmm. um, before Xbox's entire booth died in front of us. Mm-hmm. That was pretty funny. <laughs> I don't know. Were you got user at PAX East? Were you by the Xbox booth, like right when the media hour opened, or did you go to the free breakfast? So <laughs> free breakfast. I, I actually my first stop was at Supergiant to try out Pyre, because um, that line was fucking stupid for the whole rest of the uh, the convention. Uh, I felt so bad because we had a few. We had well, we had a lot of guys over at PAX East, and uh, we were kind of like. We had like a little guidebook to what to ask uh, during your interviews and uh, how to talk to the interviewer and uh, you know what's it mean to have a press pass and yeah. how to respect all this stuff. There's and, a bunch of guys there for the and first there was, time. There was a few of our guys who were standing in line for the the Sony um, VR experience, and Justin and I already tried it before, and we were like, guys, this is freaking amazing. But we were also like, well, you guys have press passes, so technically you can kind of just like mm, you don't really need to stand on a line for this. And I felt so bad because afterwards, Sony did a brilliant job. Of organizing their their line where they had like their own like appointment scheduling thing. So I that, hope you mean that sarcastically because no, that was a I, fucking nightmare. I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't try to sign <laughs> we up. We didn't the even make it to any of the Sony or Microsoft demos, so you guys are way ahead of us on that. Well, I mean, the only thing that I I could say is that I felt bad because then they had to actually wait online with uh, like a very long line for all of the um, 
for all the uh, the visitors, I guess, or the guests to to go through too, and they couldn't uh, because the Sony guys were like, "All right, yeah, I see that you're press, but I'm um, uh, you're press, but uh, <laughs> unfortunately, like you had the press hour, and I just felt I felt terrible." But, uh, yeah, actually, that's that's. I was surprised by that myself personally. I um, I did not expect them to like make take us in no matter what. But we went over on Friday, and he was like, "Just show up early." Yeah, well, actually, that's what ended up happening to us too. We ended up pleading with the guy, and we we're like, "Hey, so is there a chance that we can actually get in here? Because we have a few of our writers that's never tried VR before." And he was like, "Just get here early, early. <laughs> Just get here super early." Yeah, I mean, which to me was like, "Wow, okay, I guess they don't." <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you you can feel how small you are, honestly. Yeah. Uh, during PAX East, the one thing that I regret not not pushing really hard to get into is the Vive. I've heard really good things about the Vive, but I haven't had a chance to try it yet. Have you? No, I haven't tried any VR headsets because all my money goes to the website, Rip. Hey, you and me. <laughs> totally the same. And Justin. And me. That's and, that's and that's my, my title is, is actually managing editor and endless money. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Bottomless pockets. But uh, yeah, no, PAX East was a lot of fun. We we got a chance to play a lot of really cool games. I think um, I'm not sure if you got a chance to like jump to the Adult Swim booth, but did you get a, did you ever play uh, this game called Katana Zero? I did not get to the Adult Swim booth. Um, we were we handled it all right for there being two of us, but uh, I had to leave early Sunday and Ray didn't get in until Saturday. So Ray covered uh, Sunday and I covered Saturday, mm-hmm. and I covered Friday by myself. Gotcha. So we didn't get as many places as I would have liked. Yeah. Well. If you get a chance, look up Katana Zero because that game was Chet probably was, my favorite. I was freaking out. Yeah, Chet was kind of freaking out about it. Like he played a lot of games, but then proceeded to not talk about any of them other than Katana Zero. So. Uh, it's just, uh, yeah. Anyway, all right, we can talk <laughs> about that guys, later. Uh, did you guys get to try Lawbreakers? Yeah, so I actually got invited to the uh, the first uh, like the Lawbreakers press event at in Raleigh. Um, so I actually got to go down to Boss Key Studios and like uh, interview Cliff Blazinski and uh, motherfucker. Yeah, it, it was. I don't know how they decided to Cliffy invite B. me there. I think I I think I had made a contact at Nexon from like E3 one year or something. But uh, but yeah, they sent me down there and I got to play it like pre 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 alpha. Uh, before the PAX East event, and that was fucking awesome. I highly suggest everyone to check out my first impressions uh, <laughs> video on YouTube. Plug, as plug, well, plug. As well as my uh, interview with Cliff Blazinski, because that was kind of a life goal for me. And, All those uh, hours of uh, Skirbo playing Maple Story really paid off. <laughs> uh, I gotta call me out. Yeah, man. So, uh, yeah, we haven't gotten there yet. But the next time PR people do like us quite a bit, I was dogged. I'm, this is a great story. I'm going to tell you this story. So. Uh, Saturday, so I played uh, I played that game Friday during the media hour because I knew it was going to be crazy busy there. Mm-hmm. So I played it during the media hour on Friday, and Bosky's PR person was not there at the time. She okay. was doing a private interview somewhere else. So throughout the next 48 hours, <laughs> I was playing cat and mouse with this PR woman. <laughs> oh, and I finally tracked her down, and she was like, 10 of my people have told me that you are looking for me. <laughs> <laughs> Give me your card, That's <laughs> and awesome. I promise I will contact you when we are done. That's so fantastic, and she was she, she held true to her word. I guess my doggedness paid off for once. Persistence. Oh, Persistence. Yeah. You made Persistence. an impression. That's how you make impressions. It was like during the last 20 minutes of my floor time. I just went over there one last time to be like, you know, because they had that like elevated platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I went over there, and there's only one woman at their booth, and I was like, I grabbed the like the person who's giving out the, those, I think they were wristbands or something that they were giving away. All the swag. The line, the lanyards, and I was like, hey, I need to talk to you. <laughs> Please pay Go get her. The only time that that didn't work, actually, was the Intel booth. That Intel booth was like... Well, yeah, Chad, you went there first. No, no, no. I was going to go for the uh, the Newegg one. I went to Logitech first because I heard they were giving oh, they away like free stuff. And I was like, <gasps> can I get a new keyboard? But obviously no. And uh, <laughs> they were like, Here's we my- heard a lot. We heard a lot of no's uh, during the convention. I was I was surprised. I was surprised how many yeses we heard. Um, a lot of the big hardware manufacturers uh, were like, yeah, come on, take a look at our booth. Mm-hmm. I, I guess IGN and other guys don't really come to their booths very often. I mean, yeah. say, I, hey, so- you know. There was, like, a couple of people that we... I mean, I feel like it's all from the connections that we made at, like, PAX Prime and stuff last year. Like, uh, we went over to... Uh, I don't even know what We it went was. over to Microsoft, actually, at PAX Prime. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was one guy. His name was... Kevin? No, right? It was... I forget. 
But he remembered me, and then I felt terrible because I didn't remember him. But I used the same line to talk to him. I was like, hey, uh, so you work at Bears? <laughs> it was so bad. He was like, dude, we, we had this conversation at Pax Prime. And I was like, hey! I'm like, oh, God, I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. But he was the one that was but, like... But, I mean, it's, you know, that's that's what it's about when you're when you're on our size site. It's about getting out there and, and doing the hustle. Like, I hate to I hate to be so, so cliche about it, but it's about freaking getting out there and just hitting the pavement and just pounding that pavement until it, it hurts. It seriously makes all the difference. Like we, you know, we did a bunch of like internal stuff for a while. Like when we were starting up to like get the website to a place that we wanted it to. And we're talking like website, like 1.0, like what you're seeing now is like the evolution of our original version, which was kind of a hot mess. Um, it was just a blog site. Yeah. It was, it was, it was literally, it was, just it was a blog very site. like bare bones blog, but uh, you know, we, we handled all of that stuff. But I mean, for a long time, uh, like when we first started, like I said, Chow and I, we were going to E3. Um, and then we would hit like little conventions. Like we do like cosplay pictures and stuff at like Comic-Con and things like that. Um, but in the last like two years, our, it all like, started, it all started with GDC. <laughs> yeah. Like GDC after GDC, we were like, okay, every convention we can possibly go to we're hitting like, yeah. um, this year, because of like extenuating circumstances, I can't go to too many. But Chow's got E3 coming up. And we got invited to RTX. Yeah. Uh, and actually, at PAX East, we, we met this one guy named Sean, who then introduced us to some of the Rooster Teeth guys and girls over uh, that are developing their new game, Ruby, um, from that anime series. Or faux anime series maybe i don't know but uh and then introduced us to after that <laughs> we went to meet the uh, kind of funny games guys it's kind of interesting it's just like when you're at these these conferences or these conventions everybody's so friendly in the industry like at least from what we've experienced but, but again, i mean we're, we're all in this together is is the feeling i get from it like yeah. i was genuinely surprised to find that out when we got to pax because i've been to a lot of conventions in my life uh, pax east was my first media ever media convention but i've been to a lot of conventions in my life comic conventions anime conventions every year i go to three anime conventions totally. comic conventions anime all next. kinds of shit and, anime next uh no never anime next um i usually go to uh i usually go to otakon in boston mm, okay uh, anime central here in chicago and then anime expo in los angeles mm-hmm. nice mostly because i have friends all you know as most internet folks do have friends all over the united states so i uh i <laughs> i have no problem bouncing from one side of the country to the other and picking up uh yeah, it's funny you mentioned that your, uh, your girlfriend's in Canada, because in Seattle, for PAX Prime, when I go there, I'm actually going to be meeting a friend that I've known for 14 years, like an online confidant, like one of my best friends. And it's kind of crazy that uh, our stories kind of are the same. It's kind of weird. Yeah. There's... Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, conventions bring us together as an industry, and I think you see a lot of that when you're there, because it's like, nobody, like, when we walked up to a booth, it wasn't like people were like well which side are you from and if they had heard of us then they were rude to us or anything it felt you know you feel like there's not really much of a difference i only noticed one difference and that was when we went into the media room and the the pc gamer guys had their like five dedicated video guys sitting on a whole side of oh the, like, yeah media they took up the uh, the right side of our of the uh, press room in pax east pretty much the entire time and i was kind of just like all right guys we get it they were wearing like pc gamer like sweatshirts hold on a second because there was also a one time or at least so we all had um these blue shirts on for tzr and uh when we went down there we actually noticed i think the loudest table whenever we were down there was probably i think the guys from was it ign i think it was ign when what the guys from ign never shut up that's how you can tell they're like specifically loud not to like say anything against them but they're like really loud and then they would look around the room to see if anybody was listening to what they were saying oh well, we were so yeah do you remember yeah. this yeah I totally it was just did. like dude, well, they gosh, were sitting at one of the center, the center one of the center tables and there was a bunch of them and there was one woman who seemed to be like in charge of all of them mm-hmm. yeah yeah so that was that was the ign team well, ray knows most of most of the team there well i'll totally like you know say yeah they, they were definitely trying to be noticed or what have you I can't like. I need to be. I mean, we were trying to say be we were too. totally trying to be noticed too. I we mean, did. We, we, had we, our, were, we were all trying to be noticed. No, just, like, just we rolling appreciate deep. me. We had like so our group. We had like eight, seven Shit. or eight guys. Eight guys. We there. had eight guys, and, and we're all in these bright. I'm talking like shout in your face, bright blue uh, shirts. Like we're all strapped up. It looked like we were part of a fucking commune. It or looked something. Like, <laughs> like a rugby team or something like that. <laughs> it was so weird. Like. But, uh, 
I mean, it definitely worked. Like, it's what's interesting with how we've been able to make connections and stuff. Like, Chow and I deliberately tried to, you know, put ourselves out there and and say hi and be as friendly to as many people as we can. Um, and I, for me and Chow personally, it's worked out pretty well because both of our names are Justin. So when we go and meet someone for the first marketing time, marketing purposes we'll be works like, so well. Yeah, we'll be like, oh hey, I'm Justin, and then it'll be like, oh, and I'm also Justin. And they're like, oh, so now you're the Justins. Yeah, we're, we're like amazing. And now every time we see those people, they're like, oh, it's the Justins. What's up? <laughs> you know. So, I, but it's like that, and then the combination of you know wearing these super loud shirts to you know try to you know make an impression, so we are remembered in people's yeah, like come it. E3 if you're gonna be at E3 Fiona we need to meet up that's gonna be like top number one priority minus obviously doing your job <laughs> minus doing your job I know I know you so, have a job I to mean, do um but- well I mean we'll, we'll find time for you I don't have any like real parties on my E3 schedule yet so if you want to like Throw this tell up. me yeah, absolutely let's, let's grab a drink I mean I'm gonna be honest I really want to try to get to the Twitch party I don't know if you guys have noticed this but Twitch has become the holy grail of parties oh, yeah for sure although of I- money <laughs> oh, of money, yeah. Of of being promoted, of money, of give of games, of everything. I mean, more Twitch personalities get into games early now than ever than YouTube guys do. Oh, for sure, for sure. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Like, um, so at PAX Prime last mm-hmm. year, we got invited to the uh, to the YouTube gaming party. <laughs> When that oh, was Google. like becoming oh, a thing, yeah, that was pretty funny though. Like, that was, meet a lot of YouTube personalities. Yeah, it was a really good time. We met a lot of the YouTubers there, but uh... it was actually really odd because like I, we saw like Aaron, like Eagle Raptor, and like Markiplier, and I would inter- I would like talk to them as if I already knew them, but then they would be like, "Isn't it weird when you meet your heroes and they're <laughs> just people?" Yeah, yeah right. I don't no, know. Seriously. I don't know if you guys watch a lot of uh, YouTuber, a lot of uh, Twitch, but my two favorite uh, Twitch streamers and YouTubers of all time are XXXVII, Jericho XXXVII, who just goes by Jericho now, okay. and Firefox, whose girlfriend, OMG, it's Firefox. And the two of them, if you look at my Twitter, which is at JoystickFox, go follow me on Twitter, motherfuckers. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I got 24 followers. Yeah. Totally. Let's well, do it. I have like 600 and some, I think. Well, Dang. damn. 579. Okay. Yeah, so I got to meet both Jericho and OMG, it's Firefox at PAX, and they're just like people. Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird, It's weird right? when you meet your heroes, right? You're like, whoa. Uh, that's yeah. why uh, Skirbo has a perfect way of, like, kind of, like, making his way into that conversation. He's just like, oh, you're blah, blah, blah. You're Markiplier. You're, you're you know, that guy. And they're like, yeah. He's like, what's up, man? I like what you do. <laughs> yeah, I, I tend to watch more YouTube than I probably should. <laughs> um, <laughs> what do you do hard to like not, It's hard to not, like, fan, like, fan out on these people. Oh, like, no. I, oh, I yeah. fangirl out pretty hard on Jericho. I mean, I was trust like, me, the first... I was like, dude, I've been watching your videos since high school. <laughs> the first couple... Exactly, like, actually. Yeah, the first couple conventions that I went to where I started meeting up with people, like, like legit, my first real gaming convention was E3 2009 or something like that. Um, and when I was there, it was like meeting devs. It was like, holy shit, you're fucking David Jaffe. Or like, holy shit. It puts you're... things in perspective. Yeah, and... Like, at that time, I was definitely, like, fangirling pretty fucking hard. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Uh, Super can I, giddy. Can I take your picture? Like, I don't know. It was it was bad. But, like, now I, I feel like I've sort of... I, I took a picture with... Uh, oh, <laughs> I, really? I did the same thing with Aaron and, uh, and yes. uh, Markiplier. Yeah, but... Like, I mean, it was, like, it was, like, the thing. I was, like, hey... Can, hey, I, can I get a picture? Hey, you're not going to remember me tomorrow, but I want to remember you. That we had this. <laughs> That's moment. exactly what I thought when I took the picture. Actually, there was a point was at like... which there was a point at which at Pax East, I was like, "Oh, Markiplier's having like a signing. I'm going to go there, and I'm just going to be like, remember me." <laughs> uh, he's going to be like, "No, no, like, I don't no, know who you don't. are." <laughs> please I'm going to be like, "Please me. just remember." <laughs> Let's That's be like, friends. Uh, just get dragged off. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's cool. To, it's cool to be at conventions. Like straight up for me, it was so cool because you do. Fe- I did feel like like you know the same as IGN, except for the parties. Like we didn't get to go to all the parties. Yeah, but other than that, like well, you pecs- feel like you know you're maybe just as good as IGN for a couple days. Oh, totally. Oh, absolutely. Like <laughs> fake it till you make it. You know what I mean? Uh, it was actually funny. So there was one IGN party that Chow. Okay, so I I know the you Battle met Warren Chow- party. Uh, no, the Hitman party. Oh, the Hitman party. Yeah, so... There's a Square Enix Hitman, like... Yeah, it was like a... It was, oh, no, it was Kind of Funny Games, sponsored by Square Enix, whatever. Um, 
So Chow, oh, if, Greg Miller. If you if you if you meet me and Chow in person, you'll meet Chow, you know, in the next couple of weeks. But uh, we kind of have this interesting like yin and yang. Like I I try to be social with people, but I'm not very good at it. Um, That's a lie. But I <laughs> but I know a lot of people and I know stuff. So it's like conversational currency is usually never too hard. But Chow is what I would call deadly charismatic oh, where where if he if he pins uh, on someone and he's like i am going to make this person my friend it happens so we show up to this party that we frankly have no business being at no business whatsoever and he's just like don't worry guys and he just walks up and starts like chatting up the girl at the door like the the person who's like checking people in with the list or whatever and we get into this fucking party, and she gives us, like, a million drink tickets and stuff. We get like, yelled at for how many like, drink tickets we got. Yeah, like, people were like, yo, you're not supposed to have... She was just really nice. Yeah. Chow's a fucking and she was wizard really, when it really comes cool. to this sort of stuff. And she didn't want to be there. <laughs> but Yeah, so, like, we, we should... Uh, we'll hook up trying to get to some parties this year, I think. I really... I missed out on that aspect of, if, of PAX. If you meet Chow, leverage Chow. He's good like that. <laughs> leverage me. Fiona. It's, it's Fiona funny. the it's human. Just really... Leverage me. <laughs> it's just funny, like, the way you tell you... Because, like, it so much comes down to, like... Who you are knowing, mm-hmm. <laughs> who or, you are or your knowing. ability to just talk bullshit. Like, oh, yeah. uh. I talked so much like random bullshit out of my mouth at PAX East. Like, yeah, media. You know, like, yeah, we we have an appointment all the way until you get up to the person you need to talk to. Like, you know. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. You fake it till you make it. It's like there are so many times where it's like. Oh, oh, so specifically when I was talking to uh, Josh from uh, the from the Escapist, right? There, like, I would tell him, you know, when we first started going to GDC and stuff, and I'd be like, dude, like, you know, and we got very, very, you know, casual and comfortable and stuff, and I was like, dude, there are times when I'm doing this, and I feel so out of place. Like, I just have no business being at these parties or talking to these people like I know shit or whatever. And he's like, dude, if you feel like an imposter, you are doing the exact right thing. (laughs) And I was like, all right. (laughs) It's actually I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna ride with that. I mean that's that's a lot of what Renee's article that went really viral was about, like how you know, if you don't feel like you're supposed to be there, like I don't know, I don't feel the same way. Like when I was at PAX East and like we interviewed the CEO of ARC and he was like talking to us and I was like, Oh <laughs> Yeah. I love I your like, games. Okay. <laughs> it's like well this is right, what's like, yeah, today. like uh, I play video games. <laughs> Dude, that's, that was like... What, what do you do? Sometimes I don't eat for days, and we just stare at the screen for hours on end. Yeah, I mean, that was like when I interviewed Cliff Lezinski for this, uh, for this boss key thing. Like, I, uh, you know, I, I go into this thing, and I'm just like... I'm like, oh, h- hello, Cliff Blazinski, person I've seen in magazines and videos for the entirety of my <laughs> oh, high school God. and young adult life. Um, like, like, oh, like, you just reach out, and, like, you got to reach out and poke him in the you're shoulder a real and be person. like, yeah. And I'm you're like, you're real, right? Like, I'm, this like, isn't fake. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna talk to you for 15 minutes, like you actually give a shit about the questions that I'm asking you, and it's gonna be great. Like, it's gonna be boring. Uh, yeah. Uh, and it, and Frank, I, I thought it went pretty well. I mean, people seem to like it, so that was. Uh, that was I'm gonna nice. check that that video out on your channel. It's so weird though, Please because it's too. like. It's like we uh, so the first like okay so the story goes in two thousand and what was it eleven or something when we had graduated college and we were like okay I'm ready let's I want Justin you're telling me you're going to E three I've dreamt about going to E three for most of my life please <laughs> get me into E three and he was like I don't know man I was like okay and then he was like well I guess you could spend six hundred dollars on that I was like done I fucking spend I don't care at E three. That's when we realized that it was like, okay, so we need to be here, like yeah. actually be here. Not like as like guests or whatever. We got to like be here. And so that's when that all started. But going back to the Cliff Blazinski Blazinski thing, I remember Cliffy B. What? Cliffy B. Cliffy B. Yeah, yeah it's uh, the names, too many syllables. But um, there's a point at which we were standing and it was like, I think it was like, like Gears of War 2 or something. Oh, yeah. He was throwing t-shirts from some rafter or some, because like at E3, they have like the levels, right? They have like the interviewing, like, okay, go above the booth. And then they have like the, the plebeian area where yeah. everybody else hangs out, right? <laughs> yeah. And so we're like, oh, it's Cliffy B. And he's like throwing shirts. And then fast forward, what, five years later. And I see Justin standing next to this guy that we saw literally on kind of a pedestal. Yeah. He's just like talking to him like a normal person. I was just like, that can't be real. Yeah. This is ridiculous. It was nuts. When I'm at this convention, like we're, or when I'm at this, like uh, this meetup, this like office tour or whatever, 
Like, we're just sitting there, and we're, like, I'm, like, standing right next to him while we're, like, getting this, like, catered-in food, and I'm, like, yo, can you pass me, like, the rolls over there? And he's, like, yeah. And I'm just sitting back, and this is one of those moments where you reflect, and you're, like, yo, what, what? the fuck is my life right now? What are now? we doing? Like, like, I I think the reason why I love doing this and why it's worth, like, all of the effort and all of this sort of stuff is because, like, I'm definitely, at least for myself, I feel like I'm still, like, a kid at heart, you know what I mean? So, like, when... When I think about this sort of stuff, I'm like, man, my high school self would fucking love my present life self <laughs> right now. He would be like, yes, you know. And I think right. so, hey, are, do any are any of you guys full time on the site, or do you all just contribute um, bits and pieces? So uh, we actually started. Uh, we started the website started in 2013, came 2015. Uh, I left Manhattan in my advertising job to uh, fully go on TZR, um, not as a writer, but as a kind of like a project manager. Um, right now, I've titled myself as managing director but essentially it comes down to like moving all the parts together while justin kind of handles the editor-in-chief role yeah and the editors so we're trying to become more professional and more legitimized i suppose um so right now we're only at like phase one of the website out of yeah. four but there's going to be some massive movements come in the next like year yeah like when we say professional we basically just mean like organized like moving, like <laughs> yeah. moving forward schedules in, and project like, plans. like we like we actually apply for things and like we get games from publishers no ex- right. exactly i mean so you know, the entire thing started. i can tell you the moment that it slammed into my head that that that, that slammed into my head i was uh, i was just i'd been working here for about a month at broken joysticks mm-hmm. and ray applied for this ridiculous farm simulator controller um, <laughs> okay by mad cats of all people oh mad um, cats quality materials right and there. like their controllers sit next uh, to my primus strategy guides <laughs> right ripping pepperonis this huge box just shows up at my house and it's like i'm like what the fuck is this and i open it and it's this 300 dollar gigantic fucking like four piece pedal wheel sidebar <laughs> set and at that moment, I was like, "Okay, this is no this is longer for a farm some simulator. Kind of like this isn't that mech hobby. game that cost like there's like a two hundred dollar controller that like Steel Battalion. Yes, <laughs> I got to play with one. It's, it's basically a Steel Battalion controller. Steel Battalion. That's hilarious. But that was that, was, that was your moment of like the oh well, this is real now. This is the thing. <laughs> yeah, that was my that was my it's real now moment mm-hmm. where I was like, here's a link to the thing. This that's it right there. Yeah, I think it's actually SciTech and it's made by SciTech, but SciTech is and Madcats are the same company. That, so. That's awesome. What the fuck? Oh my god. <laughs> okay. That's that's a, so that just showed up at my house. So for everybody on the podcast, uh, Fiona just sent us the link to uh, this controller. That's not a controller. It's a cockpit. <laughs> yeah, it's basically a cockpit for farmers. I would just show up at my house and I was. I mean, farming. I was like, joke. holy shit. Yeah, farming is no joke. It's serious I mean, business. Yeah. And- so serious that Soviet Womble just did a video on it. Yeah, Stardew Valley. Nice. Wait, what? So, right? Well, I mean, no, not Soviet related Wombo to what you just said, too. but I was just talking about farm simulators in oh, general. Just farm simulators in general. Anyway, oh, two directions. Spe- speaking of, there's a new expansion coming for uh, Harvest Moon as well. I love Harvest Moon. Oh, yeah. I, you know what? I just saw that on your guys' site, actually. <laughs> It's on the site because we have a Nintendo guy. We're actually we're getting the rare opportunity to actually have a private meeting with Nintendo at E3. That's really? awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, that's that is some exclusive shit right there. I make pretty good coffee. I could be the assistant for that <laughs> meeting. Just let me know, and I'll be. We there. need a photographer. <laughs> I got a phone. <laughs> <laughs> I got a phone and a flip camera. Does that work? It's not smart. One of our uh, so, some of our yeah, some of our staff members are, are in really well with Nintendo, and they actually run their own website as well. But they cross post a lot of stuff yeah. uh, for us, the Jason and Les, and um, they were able to get us uh, into the into the Nintendo. Yeah, Nintendo's a pretty hard uh, a hard nut to crack too. Like they we we ha- I have a press contact with them, but we're sort of like they have very beautiful the, women at their booths. The, the the impression that I've got from my communications with them thus far is that we are low on the the pecking order of. Very you know who's going to be getting things so it's uh... i mean it, you know i'm right with you on that one like our alexa rank actually broke i think 150,000 this week that's awesome congratulations 150,000 I mean, out of the entire internet <laughs> you know that's pretty serious uh that's just us rank um out of the entire internet at the <laughs> in, in the us, the US. <laughs> of of the global rank is like 735,000 but I mean, it's not even the highest we've ever been, and it's we can talk a little bit here, I guess, about highs and lows. Like, I don't know what your traffic numbers look like because there's no sites left to compare it for free, and I'm not about to pay for traffic analysis. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, 
so we i i would carefully say that we are growing <laughs> um which is to say slowly uh our, our traffic Fair is enough. our traffic is decently we get a, a couple you know a couple thousand per month or what have you nothing super super crazy um but we're starting to see more of our growth come towards like our other that's the peak in right? june and then it, there's like low moments in like around the beginning ish of fall but then it peaks again in december probably because of uh because of uh holiday season stuff um <clears throat> yeah, but that's well, all had, from just last year because we only added analytics last year. Yeah, where yeah we, I mean, we where had we a nothing. huge spike the last two days. It's up and down. Like we had this big spike the last couple days, uh, like sometimes like three times our normal traffic, all from Overwatch stuff because we had written a bunch of Overwatch articles. Overwatch is hot during during the alpha and during the beta. Yeah. And so I because mean, we wrote those articles, they were getting a shitload of Google hits, and we actually got like four times our traffic we would normally have for the first like. You know, part of the month, so which is great. Really eating an E3, we're really excited about that. that. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, I, it for us, it, it, yeah, it tends to wax and wane depending on what type of games are hot. I think we were at our busiest when Destiny June. came out, like sh- yeah. like shortly after Destiny, when a couple of like the Destiny related oh, no, no. It controversies was, were yeah, happening, yeah, it was like the Red Bull thing, like the Taken King and all that sort of stuff, like. Mm-hmm. We were we were exploding pretty nicely there, and that's where sort of uh, a good amount of our consistent traffic was coming from. Uh, but we have a bunch of like we're we're experimenting with a bunch of different ventures to get our numbers up, and we're trying to grow in in like how can I explain it? It's like we're we're trying to focus on a number of different things at once. So um, while I'm managing the writers, and you know we're getting our stuff on N4G and Reddit and all the, these other sort of places, our social links and stuff, you should like and follow us at Zero Review on Facebook and Twitter, uh, Instagram, and all that good stuff. I love how good you are at that now. Also subscribe to our channel at uh, YouTube.com/slash The Zero Review. Um, but like I've kind of started to take a focus on our YouTube presence, and I've I've wanted to grow that a lot because I I think there's a lot of power uh, that comes with YouTube. Um, so it's sort of like spinning a or what do they call it? Like balancing a bunch of plates at the same time or whatever. Spinning all these plates. I, I fully I'm in full agreement with that. I mean it's 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 absolutely a balancing juggling act. Um, it's it's interesting because you know you, you there's a high such high highs and such low lows because what ends up happening is you know in a month that we we have you know three quarters of our traffic instead of our whole traffic or even half of our traffic some months will our traffic our mom will go down by fifty percent some months wow. and like just if it's especially if it's a really slow month and so like if your okay. mom drops fifty fifty percent that's really really depressing oh yeah I mean you look at your you start to sit there and wonder if it's time to you know pull out the plugs. Mm-hmm. On whatever you're working on, because you know, fifty percent MOM is a fifty percent loss month over month is, is absolutely insane. So you know, and it just goes up and down. And there's months like like this month where we've started off and we're already ahead, like we're ahead of the curve. And I feel like you know, it's great. And we're going into E3. We're gonna have so much video for E3. Guys, sub our YouTube channel. It's just YouTube.com/slash/BrokenJoysticks. Really easy. We are going to have so much E3 content. We have like, how many interviews do you guys have scheduled for E3? Maybe right now that are set like four ish <laughs> but then that's also because i when i look at my emails i just kind of black out and i'm like uh, okay we'll later <laughs> yeah i'll do it i'll do it i'll get to you yeah. 16 we have 16 scheduled interviews and three press conferences wow nice Awesome. I don't know if we're gonna go to the Ubisoft press conference because I don't know that I give a shit about anything that Ubisoft releases. <laughs> Sorry, Ubisoft. <laughs> I heart I heart the division, but you've got nothing else. Yeah, I love you though. Um, <laughs> but you've got nothing else. Yeah, the traffic conversation is pretty interesting though because it's like so. You know, like Charles said, we started only a couple of years ago, and actually, when did we launch the new site? Like right before PAX, and it was. Right. Oh yeah, it was, a soft launch. It was it's still, literally it's still in soft launch. Mode. Yeah, we're we're not even at like all of our feature sets aren't in there yet. But uh, the you know we've we've kind of tried to take this more. I guess reserved would be the like word for approach. Like we have some like uh, like advertising strategies and stuff that we're that we're toying with, but we haven't started to aggressively get anyone on the site and we're not really like bound to any sort of like specific traffic numbers just yet because we want to make like the product and i'm doing air quotes right now we want to make you know our presence as awesome as possible we like we have a look and a feel and a personality and all this sort of stuff that we want to you know exemplify in our brand like across all of our outlets um we kind of want to get it right 
which means there's a lot of testing and a bit of time. Yeah. But so, so far, all of our, our all of our uh, staff are very patient with us, which is really nice. I mean, yeah. they, they identify with the mission and they understand what we're trying to get to. So with that said, I mean, it just comes down to passion, passion, passion. Yeah, so we're kind of like leveraging a lot of word of mouth now, a lot of, like you said, making connections with, you know, some connected people within the industry and stuff so we can start getting a little bit of recognition from those different outlets or what have you. But Fiona, um, if there's anything that you know that needs coffee, I'm there. Just let me know. <laughs> Interviews, Nintendo, I mean, guys, like Miyamoto. <laughs> I'm sure like, he likes like coffee. Like said earlier, it's, it's just about pounding that pavement. I mean, we're, we, uh, I don't know who serves your ads. We serve our ads through AdSense. Um, we do too. That's how yeah. we mark. That's how we mark most of our traffic because I know that AdSense traffic is genuine. A lot of plugins for WordPress uh, will lie to you about traffic. A similar web seems to inflate their numbers insanely. Yeah. Uh, you know, so we tend to follow the the uniques via the uh, via our ad, our AdSense account. Yeah. Um, and you know, we put a lot of money back into AdSense. We've spent, I think, probably six hundred dollars this year on AdSense ads, and that's something that Google will work with you with. If you guys haven't done this yet, there's always offers to get a free hundred dollars of AdSense ads by spending twenty five dollars. I so, will write that down right now. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, ch- check that out. And AdSense actually is really good about, like, you can call them and talk to a person to understand if your ads are being effective or not. Um, That's great. They are incredibly expensive. Um, oh, sure. No, the like, cheapest... I mean, so, so I work a my day job, like, you know, because I, I do have a full-time job that I also – and I also do TZR on the side, like managing all the writers and stuff. Um, oh, so... But my full-time job <laughs> okay. is I'm a digital marketing manager for a uh, – for a profile analysis company, yeah, like a talent management company. Um, So I literally create and serve Google ads like all the time, like uh, ad, uh, what you call it, through GDN and remarketing and AdWords, like everything within AdWords, like I'm pretty much a master in there. I'm like certified and all that sort of stuff. So like I... Sensei AdWords. Yeah, so that's kind of been my game for a while, so trust me, like I I know that that stuff comes expensive and it is... uh, it is a difficult thing to maintain because you really have to keep a close eye on it or you're just going to be like wasting money or doing all kinds of other stuff. Yeah, I like, uh, I learned all of the things that I know from YouTube, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's pretty funny. Yeah, so... Um, but yeah, when it comes to like ads and stuff, like we, we only started... Like we literally activated AdSense right before uh, PAX East because, again, it's like, you know... We wanna we wanted to coordinate it with the you know, with the design of the site so it wouldn't be like offensive to people reading it or whatever. Um like I said, we we're really just trying to drive home that like, you know, desired look and feel to to the experience on site and stuff and I don't know, that's that's kind of been our, our... We just like things that look cool. That's pretty much it. But yeah. I'm sure you're the same way as so, well. So, I mean, that that gives you your core mechanics. I mean, you know, we could talk in whatever terms you want, whatever metaphors you want to use. The, there's 100,000 of us out there. We have to figure out some way to set ourselves apart. For me, for us, for Broken Joysticks, it's that we have this crazy diverse group of writers, and they all write in different styles. I have some people who are extremely technical writers that will write about how it runs on different driver sets or Linux or other things. And then I have some people like more like who review more like Ray, where it's more like a review from the heart. Like, what do I feel like? How do I like this game? All the way out to me, who's got this stupid classic journalist background and so tends to, you know, expose, you know, just mostly go on looking fact finding mission and pull that out for a game review. Like, wait, it's not good enough. That's, just, what, that's what our attraction it's is. It's not good enough just to like video games and play them occasionally and then write stuff on a Word document and send it to somebody. What are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, that's how that's how a lot of us run our. That's how a lot of blogs run their sites. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's let's not lie. Let's let's not make any funny here. Oh no, you know? we're not. Definitely blogs no, out there. No mints and words with that. I mean, for you, us, said, you said you like anime, right? I do like anime. Yeah, so I'm sure you've read some of the anime review blogs. I do not read anime review blogs. <laughs> uh, I would suggest never going there. Then is it really? I mean, so here's the thing about anime, and I know we're getting off the topic of video game stuff, but like, whenever my fandom goes to uh, like researching different animes or new animes, uh, I realize that it's my friends who know me better, and then they scoop out cool anime stuff, and then they tell me about it, right? Um, and that's pretty much how that goes. Whenever I go into like websites or like i have a crunchyroll account and whenever i watch their like crunchyroll cast i'm always like oh god i don't <laughs> it's, it's just cringy. too it's like why uh 
I can't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure what you're trying I, it's to just, say right it's now. It's just the way – I don't know. It's like the way that – there's like a difference between how I guess – He really does not know. Video gamers like speak, I suppose, right? And then when I go to like the – the the video like the anime um like podcasts it's for some reason it just feels a little bit more like i mean they try to be kind of like anime characters in their podcasts sometimes <laughs> and then i i can't i don't know it's just per, it's personal preference i just I, it's just me but i do love anime i do watch a lot of it actually yeah i mean in in regards to that was a big diversion yeah yeah, yeah. look yeah. over here don't look at what i'm trying to talk about but uh but yeah in regards to like differentiating yourself i mean you're completely right like you know what we were saying earlier like n4g is sort of like the that's where like the haven for sites like ours try to like vie for traffic with their whatever clickbaity sort of you know headlines we'll get into that top five or top four now by the way n4g's new design is horrendous um, <laughs> N4G has lost 35% of its traffic in the last three months because I, its design is already. It's so bad. And I bet you they paid serious dollars to make this happen, which is a shame. But anyway. Have you have you tried to get a story approved lately? It is becoming difficult because there's just not enough people on the site. Yeah, I mean, we uh, – so we still use N4G. But, yeah, like the traffic numbers that we get through N4G has definitely – slipped uh pretty significantly um we still use it but uh, again i've something that i and the rest of the writers have noticed is that n4g stuff that floats to the top unfortunately 99 percent of the time is like really clickbaity or inflammatory statements that get people to click on them and that's what gives it the higher degrees and gets it higher so that's sort of something that we've tried to distance ourselves from a little bit like obviously we still use it because frankly it's necessary it's like a it's a necessary evil but like uh, we're doing our best to not rely on the traffic that we get from N4G because it's like, you know, that we don't want to have to be like setting people on fire and say, oh my gosh, look at how crazy this is to, to get traffic. Like, that's that's not really what we're about. I mean, like, our our niche is sort of hard to describe. I guess like genuine is like the main thing that we're going for, just being real with people and, and you know, creating an atmosphere of just like honest reviews. I mean, you can see our reviews now. Like we don't use a numbered scale or what have you. And it's more just like opinion driven kind of content. Um, so that's that's really, I guess, what you could call our, our niche is just to come off as in the most genuine way as we can, you know? Yeah, I think you guys are super genuine. I've read a couple of your reviews. They're pretty good. Thank um, you. I, I Like I said, I'm a writer, so my style is a lot different than... Um, unfortunately, many video game journalists are video gamers first and journalists second. <laughs> totally. Totally. <laughs> I am not. <laughs> I am a journalist first and a video gamer second. So um, I was measuring in pica before I knew what an inch was. Um, yeah. Which, if it's a reference you don't understand, is that pica's a... <laughs> I guess you don't know that out there. Pica's a small unit that you use on a printing press to measure size. I mean, I knew that. That definitely just flew over my head. I didn't just Wikipedia what that was. It's 4.233 millimeters, but it's it's basically... Oh, yeah. yeah. I go with that same one as well. Uh, Well, Fiona, I think think we have come to the end of our podcast. We've been going for just over an hour, so I think it might be a good time for us to break. Um, All the time we have for you today. Yeah, I mean, I definitely... (laughs) Great talking to you guys. Uh, let me plug my shit right quick. Yeah, please get it in there. I'm Fiona Fox from BrokenJoysticks.net. Uh, if you haven't read our website, you probably are dumb. Uh, I'm kidding. You're not dumb. Come, come to Shots our website. Fired. I love you. Shots fired. No. Um, yeah, so I'm, pro- just, I'm the managing editor. I kind of do a little bit of everything. I write a little bit and uh, everything. Uh, I'm on social media. You can find me at JoystickFox. Uh, I also run our Facebook group, Facebook.com slash BrokenJoysticks. Twitter.com slash broken joysticks, YouTube.com slash broken joysticks. We are on all of those things. As well as Twitch TV, we do a Sunday night Twitch TV show, uh, which is all about what happened in gaming during the week, or talking to random Russian guys about how I look like Jabba the Hutt, <laughs> depending on uh, what we're doing that week. Right. Um, Jabba the Hutt was like the coolest character in Star Wars, man, so, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh, we had a yeah, I mean so that, that's where you can find us uh, thank you guys for having a, uh, having me on the podcast it was supposed to be us instead it's just me well, I, Ray I if you're listening you, if you're out if you're you're listening, you did an ahead, admirable sorry. job of locking it down um yeah thank uh, you I, I can talk I talk a lot I talk good <laughs> <laughs> well seriously thank you so much for uh coming on and um 
yeah definitely make sure yeah, you check week. out their streams and their podcasts and all this stuff um just to give everybody we'll our stuff yeah you next week whoop, whoop. yep so let's meet up yeah let's grab some drinks uh just <laughs> I'll, I'll throw our stuff in there again tzr podcast remember this is an extra episode this was a special edition of the tzr podcast we will still be posting every wednesday publishing at 9 p.m you can subscribe to our podcast on soundcloud stitcher itunes and Google Play, but definitely go with the Google Play version because it's way, way better. Stitcher compresses it in some fucking weird way. Whatever. It's horrible. Um, also, be sure to like us on Facebook and Twitter and all this great stuff. And if you have any questions for our podcast, you can email us at podcast at com. And if you want to do like Fiona did and join us on a special edition, definitely you know reach out and let us know. Fiona, thank you so much again for joining us. Yay! Woo. And we'll catch you on the next one. This was a triumph. <laughs> <laughs> Making a note here, huge success. <laughs> yeah.